Alright, welcome again to the Sunday Setup for Success, the podcast where I explore topics that affect our mental, emotional, and physical well-being in today's modern world and set you up for a successful week ahead. My name is Felix Becker, and I am the Broke Surgeon. Over the last few years, I have started on a wonderful journey of coaching, and it has helped me with my own burnout and mental health, and I want to share my experiences with you so that you too can benefit. Now, before I get into today's topic, I want to remind you to like and subscribe so you won't miss out on any future episodes. And if you could, please send me a DM or leave me a review and let me know what benefits you get from this weekly podcast and what areas you would like me to maybe explore further. So today, I want to dive into a topic that has been heavy on my mind lately because it's a widespread issue that affects employees across various industries and that is burnout. Now, I talked a little bit about burnout last week and shared my own strategy of the five Ps with you to at least start the conversation with what can be done to treat your burnout. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, you should listen to that one next. The strategies that I shared uh, came from my own personal experience from burnout, and they've helped me tremendously over the last few years. Now, What exactly then is burnout and how does it manifest in the workplace? Burnout is not just feeling tired or having a bad day at work. It's an all-encompassing state of chronic, physical, and emotional exhaustion. Uh, It's often accompanied by feelings of cynicism, detachment, and a reduced sense of accomplishment. Burnout typically results from prolonged exposure to excessive stress and pressure in the workplace. So burnout can stem from factors such as heavy workloads, unrealistic expectations, lack of control, long hours, or a toxic work environment. Employees who experience burnout may feel overwhelmed, drained, and disengaged. What are your symptoms? What are you feeling? I know for me, I felt cynical and detached, and I was trying to run away from my job as much as I possibly could. I was resentful for what my job made me feel, because that's not how I want to live my life. I have depression and any negativity in my life can trigger flare-ups. And so I like to surround myself with positivity. And if you've been following my content on social media, you know that all too well, right? That's why I share all these positive things online because I want to surround myself with positivity. So burnout, can have severe consequences both for the individual as well as the organizations they work for. For the employees, uh, it can lead to reduced productivity, decreased job satisfaction, increased absenteeism, even what's called presenteeism, where you show up for work, but you're disengaged with what you're doing. You're physically there, but you're mentally detached from what is going on. In my world of healthcare, this can be especially damaging to the health and well-being of the patients who we serve. It can have really negative impacts on mental and physical health, including anxiety, depression, insomnia, and physical ailments like headaches, gastrointestinal issues. It can, it can even flare up your chronic diseases. It can make cardiovascular disease worse. So really, that's why it's crucial for everyone, both the employees and the employers, all of us, to address burnout. Organizations that fail to recognize and address burnout really risk losing valuable talent. 
they have decreased morale, right? The, the culture is affected. They have increased turnover rates, which can be costly as well, right? Because employee retention is always cheaper than hiring new people into the organizations, training them up and getting them ingrained with the culture. And if the culture is is negative and non-supportive, well, then those employees are going to be are going to be bound to leave pretty soon as well. So uh, it's really a cultural thing in the workplace. The work environment is a huge component to what is truly the cause for burnout. Now, on the other hand, when employers prioritize employee well-being and create supportive work environments, they can truly foster a culture of resilience and high performance. And that's really what we're all trying to get to, isn't it? Um, looking at the, at, at the scope of burnout, there's a Gallup survey that was conducted in 2020, uh, and they reported that up to 76%, 76%, right, three quarters of employees across all disciplines experience burnout at least sometimes. That's substantial, 76% of employees. Among healthcare professionals, so amongst physicians, this has been a growing concern. There's a study published by the Mayo Clinic Proceedings in the same year, in 2020, and the prevalence of burnout among physicians in the United States was reported to be around 44%. The same study even found that burnout rates among physicians have been steadily increasing over the past decade. And similar rates have been found in the nursing profession as well. So this is a huge impact, right? And, and those numbers may even be uh, artificially low. If as a whole, 76% of employees face burnout, I think there's a lot more burnout than, than the mid 40s percentile uh, that we can find in the healthcare profession. I think that is underreported. Uh, so I, I do think that burnout in the, in the healthcare profession probably is much higher than those studies even show. Um, the term burnout, then, uh, in the context of work environments, just to give you a little bit of a backstory, it originated in the 70s and was initially used to describe a state of physical and emotional exhaustion uh, experienced by professionals in the, in, the, in the helping professions, such as doctors and nurses. The concept uh, was first introduced by the American psychologist Herbert Freudenberger in 1974, who studied the symptoms and causes of burnout among people working in demanding jobs. So that could be uh, any sort of professional lawyers, uh, doctors, uh, engineers, entrepreneurs, uh, and, and, and really anybody in a, in a high uh, performance uh, situation, any sort of professional situation, high stress environments, first responders, right? Firefighters, police officers, uh, EMTs, etc. So what can individuals and organizations do to prevent and manage burnout in their organization? And this is now where the strategy of my five P's comes in, and I'll be covering those in more detail in future episodes. But what we can control is only the controllables. And the one thing that is at all of our, in, in all of our control, the one thing we can absolutely control right now, today, right here, is ourselves. Again, that's where the five P's come in. They're designed, they come from my experience, and they're designed to help you with your own individual symptoms. The five P's are not designed to fix burnout. It's not treating the root cause of burnout, but it can help you with your symptoms right now. It is a band-aid approach. I, I acknowledge that, but it can help you feel better right now about where you're at and what you're going through, which can then help in the long run, maybe trying to get you out of the current situation or change your current situation in ways that we can truly treat the cause of burnout at the root. 
So I'm currently working on a program that you can do on your own to help guide you through the five Ps to help you with your own burnout. And if that is something you might be interested in, please reach out to me. Um, the program really is just entering its test phase and I am looking for a few people to test it and provide me with some feedback so I can make it the best program possible. Now, in addition to the five Ps, it is important to establish clear boundaries between work and personal life. And the COVID-19 pandemic with us working more from home has really broken down that barrier. And it actually could have made burnout worse because now we're destroying the barrier between our work life and our personal life. And what we're doing in our work life should not transfer over into our personal life, which is really where self-care and hobbies and relaxation can help us recharge to then prevent burnout right so we don't want to blur those boundaries but that's what we have been doing in the last few years so it's it's important to practice time management right you want to have effective time management make sure you have time for yourself right you want to practice self-care because one of the things that happens with burnout is we let go of self-care we, we, we destroy our sleep patterns. Maybe we gravitate towards alcohol or some other substances. And that really is affecting us in negative ways more so than it is truly helping us. It's not even a band-aid approach. It's not even covering the symptoms, right? We're just delaying the actual treatment of our symptoms by avoiding self-care. Um, setting realistic goals, delegating tasks if possible, and overvoiding overcommitment can also prevent a sense of overwhelm because you're trying to reduce the amount of stress that you're putting on yourself in your work environment. Again, self-care is really what uh, is at the is the overarching theme for all of this. The five P's are just the guiding tool to get you through that. Now, while it is important for individuals to prior prioritize really their well-being, it is it is something you need to do not just for yourself at home, but also in the workplace. You have to set boundaries with what you can and cannot or should and should not do at your work of employment. Outside of that at home, again, with that self-care, engaging in regular physical exercise, practicing mindfulness or meditation and maintaining healthy relationships with your friends and family can all contribute to overall resilience and help treat your burnout. So this is, all, again, this is all summed up in the five Ps. And the five Ps, just for summary here, are positivity, purpose, priming, planning, physical exercise, and play. If you want to know more about those, listen to the previous episode where I, where I cover those in a little bit more detail and stay tuned for more on each one of those Ps that I will dive in more deeply in future episodes. Now, keep in mind, burnout originates in the work environments we find ourselves in. So we must address the root cause at the organizational level. Organizations should encourage open communication and provide resources for stress management. They should, uh, you know, like, like employee assistance programs, counseling, wellness initiatives. Um, developing a supportive work culture is essential. That culture is essential. Organizations can foster a positive environment uh, by promoting work-life balance, recognizing and appreciating employee efforts, encouraging teamwork and collaboration. It is also crucial to address any sources of workplace stress, and that, whether that's excessive workloads, inadequate resources, or interpersonal conflicts. And I get it, this is not easy. We have more work that needs to be done with fewer resources, fewer people who are willing to do the, do the jobs. But this is really where burnout comes from. And we're finding ourselves in this vicious cycle with finding ourselves with fewer resources to do the work that we need to do and having to deal with burnout that comes from having fewer resources. 
So if we really want to have a positive and supportive work environment, we have to address these issues. We have to address these sources of stress, these sources of burnout. Now, as part of this uh, burnout mitigation program that I'm putting together, I'm also developing an, an organizational piece that can be done in person at your organization to help you identify strategies to mitigate burnout in your organization, improve morale, uh, create a positive and supportive culture, a healthy work environment that will reduce the incidence of burnout and ultimately can keep workers where they do their best work right at the front lines. And again, if this sounds interesting to you or your organization, reach out to me to discuss this further. Uh, I will not go into any more detail on this right now. So there you have it. Uh, burnout is a serious issue, uh, but by implementing proven strategies and creating supportive work environments, we can proactively prevent and manage burnout. Remember, taking care of our well-being is crucial for both individuals and organizations to thrive. Now, I will dive more deeply into the five P's and what each of them are and what you can do right now to help you with your own burnout in future episodes. So be sure to like and subscribe so you won't miss any of it. And until next time, unleash your genius.